Shalom, and welcome back to another episode of Israel Policy Pod. I'm Eli Koaz. And I'm Evan Gottesman. So Israel Policy Forum... Are you going to let Michael say hello or no? Oh, Michael, Michael's still here? <laughs> Michael. I'm still here. Oh, Michael's still here. Oh, you were on yesterday's podcast, today's podcast. Very exciting for me and I Evan. Haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't left. I've, I've just been sitting here the whole time. <laughs> if only. <laughs> it's almost as if we, kept, we just kept recording after we finished recording yesterday's podcast. No, no, no. We don't do those no. things. Um, anyways, uh, we had a particularly fiery Knesset debate that was hosted as part of our annexation walk webinar series on Tuesday, and we're going to share that debate with you on this podcast. Now, the debate featured three Knesset members, all from the opposition, an opposition that you'll hear isn't as united as maybe it would like to be. The discussion featured M.K. Ramben Barak from Yeshati Telem, the former deputy director of the Mossad, and M.K. Yair Golan, a former annual event guest of Israel Policy Forum and the former deputy chief of staff from the Democratic Choice Party, and Aida Tumas-Liman from the Joint List. And she's also a former podcast guest, if I recall. You recall correctly. So before we get into it, any thoughts, Michael, before? I mean, I'm just honored to have you on two consecutive podcasts, really breaking records. Yes. Yes, I know. It's a uh... It, it, it's really it, it, it's been it's been difficult for me. It's not as if my children are all rampaging around somewhere else in the house and I'm and I'm looking for somewhere to hide. Um, so I think that uh, the debate is, is really interesting because. While we think of it, it's the, the opposition to the government, so it should be unified, they're unified on some large ideas, but there there really are a lot of differences between the three. And while I think it's fair to say that all three are um, in favor of ending Israel's occupation in the West Bank. The time frame for that and and how that looks and um, the urgency of it are are really different across across all three. Um, and I think that beyond that, there's also a question of what it means to which comes out amidst the annexation debate, uh, what it means to be Israeli and what Israel's interests are. And uh, whether it actually will be possible to have a unified opposition, not just on the annexation issue, but on many issues across parties that have really deep ideological divides. So uh, it's definitely an interesting discussion and um, everybody should uh, should enjoy listening to it. Yeah, I think you raise a good point, Michael, that you end up in the government. People are in the government because they agree on something or another and they've come together and they've agreed upon a coalition arrangement, people end up in the opposition by dint of the fact that they're not in the government and not necessarily unified on anything else. And of course, as you mentioned, these are three MKs who actually might have some degree of ideological similarities, although the divisions also come through in that discussion. But in the opposition today, you also have Avigdor Lieberman, who's very right wing. You have the Yamina party, which is the you know, the, the single issue pro annexation party, the most, the most right wing party, the most right wing party. For our next program, we'll have to get them in on the debate. That would certainly cause fireworks, but this was interesting as it was. So enjoy. And if you enjoy this program, we encourage you to sign up for our next Tuesday annexation watch briefing, which is going to be taking place 
on May 26th at the usual time, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's going to feature the PLO ambassador to the United Kingdom and former head of the PLO mission to Washington, Hussam Zamlat, speaking on the Palestinian leadership's reaction to prospects for West Bank annexation. You can sign up for that program at ipf.li forward slash May 26. That's the numbers 26. And we hope to see you there. Thank you, Evan. We now present a recording of the debate moderated by Israel Policy Forum Policy Advisor, Dr. Shira Efron. Enjoy. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I uh, especially thank our speakers who took time this evening of their busy schedules to join us. So, you know, good evening to everyone in Israel and good afternoon in New York. Uh, before we begin the discussion, I just want to remind everyone that we really do encourage uh, audience questions. So if you would like to ask a question, uh, please type it in the Q&A box that is located at the bottom of your screen. And if you're joining by phone, just uh, feel free to email your questions to info at ipforum.org. Uh, now, we will have a recording of this session on our website, which you can uh, uh, listen to and share um, later. As David mentioned, a new government was sworn in Israel on Sunday, and I think we've seen a lot of reports about the new coalition, but with this new government, there's also a new opposition. Uh, comprised of political parties representing a broad range of ideologies, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I feel very fortunate and honored to be joined by three representatives of the opposition. I'll introduce them briefly, uh, alphabetically, um, and then we will jump right in. Uh, Ram Ben Barak. Ram Ben Barak is a member of Knesset for Yeshatid Telem. Um, he has previously served as head of the operational uh, directorate and deputy director of the Mossad and as director general of two ministries, the Ministry of Intelligence and Strategic Affairs. Um, he was also previously a visiting uh, research fellow at the Brookings Institution, Saban Center for Middle East Policy in Washington. Um, Major General Yair Golan is a member of Knesset for the Democratic Choice Party and uh, former deputy of chief of staff for the IDF. Um, he served for 37 years in military service <laughs> um, and uh, has had numerous roles, including uh, head of the Northern Command, um, head of the Operations Directorate, and I think uh, what's uh, most relevant for our conversation today, uh, commander of the Judea and Samaria Division. And uh, last but not least, Ida Tuma Suleiman is a member of Knesset for the Joint List. Um, she is also a prominent feminist activist in Israel, having founded the Women Against Violence Association and established the first shelters in Israel for battered Arab women and Arab female teens in distress. Uh, she was the first woman elected the, to the High Follow-Up Committee for Arab Citizens of Israel. She is also former editor of the Al-Itihad uh, newspaper. And if um, those accomplishments are not enough, in 2007, she was a nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize. Um, Ram, your Ida, thank you again for joining us today. I want to start, you know, the focus of this series is really the annexation, but as we spoke um, before we started the program, 
you're facing quite a challenge, quite a few challenges now in the opposition. I'm curious if you can, each one of you, and we'll start with, we'll start with, with Yair because you have to leave earliest, but how do you see the future of the position in this difficult time, um, especially given that, you know, you, Yair, and Ram, you ran a list that broke up after the elections. Either you ran a joint list that in the first of the three rounds ran as a separate list. Uh, what do you see as you know the role of the opposition, the main challenges, and how you the future of opposition now? Yeah, yeah. I, I would say the following. Um, first, it's it's going to be very tough in the Knesset, in our parliament, to work and to achieve anything concerning uh, any policy of the government, of the future government, of the huge government. Uh, just going to be extremely hard. Uh, and but we have no intention to give up and personally I'm going to establish uh, a caucus uh, in Hebrew uh, against the annexation uh, behalf of separating ourselves from the Palestinians in the West Bank and in the Gaza Strip uh, so we will do our best in the Knesset and it's not much, I have to admit. Uh, I would say that the most uh, important arena to fight annexation is the public arena. And concerning the public arena, it's going to be as tough as well, but with more prospects for achievements. Uh, and here I think that we need to work with other organizations, including the IPF, and many others, in order to to create the the public opinion or to shape the public opinion against the annexation. Uh, most Israelis, as, as far as I understand, do not understand the ramification of uh, annexation. Do not understand what is going to be annexed to Israel. Do not understand uh, what is the reaction of Jordan, the, the future uh, reaction of Jordan or Egypt or any other uh, consequence uh, out of this annexation. It just sounds well. Why not? You know, it's, uh, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's in a way it's a very childish approach to the destiny of Israel. Um, no one is, well, I would say that up to now there was no serious public discussion about annexation in Israel. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, my, my, my friends here will say the, their opinion, but basically I think there is no discussion. It's a kind of a, of a new policy out of the nowhere. Uh, and I would like to conclude this part of my, of, of, well, my part, uh, while saying that uh, I do not believe that uh, Netanyahu is really devoted uh, to annexation. Uh, I would say it's a kind of a political tool uh, from his uh, toolbox and nothing more, nothing, well, it, it's, it's just about, like in Seinfeld, you know, it's about nothing. It's about, you know, just creating... Uh, uh, his ability to handle the daily um, 
news life of Israel. It's about, you know, a, a political maneuvering more than anything else. Uh, and it's a kind of, uh, of a sweet chocolate bar for the far right. Uh, and he has no intention to give them this chocolate bar, but, you know, to put it in his hands and negotiate with them uh, for any, you know, political achievement, future political achievement, he would like to achieve. So I think this, basically, this is the story. Uh, and yes, it's put us in a, in a very ambiguous uh, situation because on the one hand, we need to treat this uh, threat in a very serious manner. On the other hand, maybe we just help Netanyahu to shape the Israeli public arena instead of uh, avoiding him uh, this uh, achievement. So we are in a dilemma uh, in a way. Thank you, Yair, very much. Um, I, you, you gave me so, there's so much information, so much follow-up that I want to ask you on this. I, I will just say that I agree with you that I think, you know, uh, Netanyahu has been very status quo about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and has not annexed anything until now, even though he has had multiple opportunities. We are getting, though, mixed messages um, and there are reports that uh, Ron Dermer, you know, Israel's ambassador in Washington, is very, very working very, very hard to lobby uh, for annexation uh, before the elections in the U.S. So uh, I, I think that even if Netanyahu maybe doesn't want to do it, it's more imminent threat that we've seen before. Uh, we will go back to uh, what this caucus can do, who will be your partners, and what type of public campaign uh, you think is needed now. Because as you know, this is all thing, these are all things that IPF is working on very seriously, uh, but, but, but there's not a lot of time to act if, if, if we're talking about early July. Um, you know, Ram, Aida, more, more maybe even general, even before we jump into annexation, or maybe you want to pick up of where Yael started um, talking about specifically about the annexation challenge. How do you see your role in the opposition? Let's start with Aida. Well, uh, first of all, I, I, uh, I do not agree very much with Yair uh, by, by uh, saying that he doesn't think that Netanyahu is serious about uh, annexation. I do believe that Netanyahu has been preparing for this step for more than two years now. And if you follow his steps in the last two years, you can see very clearly that it is directing to this point. And we have uh, 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 say that many times we have warned from that many times and if I don't know if you remember in September, uh, last September before the elections we had a session in the parliament where Netanyahu was challenged by the idea of annexation coming from actually from your party if I don't uh, or from Kahol Lavan uh, at that point and uh, Netanyahu said that very clearly, uh, that uh, he said it in his uh, speech, that you do not go for annexation in, in, in just, you know, in a rapid way. I, uh, you need to do a lot, that's what he said, you need to do a lot of preparations and to lay the ground 
so that when you do that, and we are doing this, he said, by uh, uh, our relations with the Arab world, our relations with our friends in the United States. It seems to be that this was, not seems to be, I'm sure this was the plan in the last two years. If you look about the move, moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and uh, 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 what was uh, uh, the symbolic uh, 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 fact that is around this move from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, then you have the nation state law which says there, if you read it carefully, and that's why our demand is to uphold that law and to uh, uh, finish it and not to create any changes in it, because it starts with Eretz Israel. It starts with this ideological approach that says very clearly that Netanyahu wants to annex lands from the Palestinian territory. It goes there and he makes the mixture between sometimes Eretz Israel, sometimes State of Israel, and sometimes Israel. And you can see there very clearly that uh, uh, what he is talking about, he is talking about a big Israel, the big Israel. Uh, I don't want to say the greater Israel because he's going to leave some small areas not to be annexed so that the demographic balance will not be sabotaged in this, meaning taking more Palestinians. The third thing that is very clear was also a sign in that process was the uh, annexation discourse that existed even in the 20th uh, Knesset where more and more laws were brought into the uh, table in the Knesset, uh, talking about annexing uh, settlements and different mm-hmm. settlements. So, uh, so, sorry, Ida, so, so, so you disagree, you think it's a real, real, real threat? Yes, I think it's a real threat, and I think that Netanyahu wants to use the open opportunity that is existing now before the election in the United States. And the more talks about uh, 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 that uh, uh, Trump might lose this election urges him to make his steps even faster. This is what I what, believe. And what do you think? I mean, yeah, you're just suggested very concrete, uh, at least trying, constructive ideas that even if this threat is serious or not serious, what you can do as opposition to try to block the annexation. How do you, what do you respond to this? How do you think you can work as part of the, the opposition to try to uh, prevent the annexation? Well, we have to be clear about it, first of all. Uh, we don't have an opposition in Israel. We have oppositions in Israel. We have more than one opposition because part of the opposition, as you said, is very far to the right even from this government. And I'm not sure that all of us, even those who are centered to the left, like the joint left and merit, of course, Maris, I know what they think, but also Yeshati, do we agree totally on the issue of uh, annexation with all the members? I think uh, here we have a discussion that we need, but for sure for us in the joint list, this is the most 
challenging issue for uh, uh, in the next uh, uh, few months because when we are talking about annexation we are talking about officially and formally and eventually creating the apartheid uh, state no one who is crying about democracy in israel about formal democracy not even you know uh, uh, the real democracy that all of us for at least the formal democracy it might not be able to exist under the fact of annexation and apartheid uh, uh, regime you cannot talk about solutions on social and economic crisis that we are facing after covid-19 uh, crisis if we do not uh, 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 say it very clearly annexation is ending any possibility for a political agreement with the Palestinians meaning continuous occupation meaning endless uh, uh, a crisis that will be uh, both sides will be paying a, a huge price for it I do, I do want to go back to this but I want to move to Ram, to Ramvag but but the question is you know what if it's a very like a tiny mini annexation uh the, the using the euphemism applying the law or extending sovereignty over maladumim is this also the end of the two state solution in your view is that the position that you and and your party take and i mean this is for Ida because you mentioned the a word i'll get to you in one minute but Ida, you said you know apartheid and that's a very strong word when you're extending sovereignty over an area that is within the israeli consensus is your analysis uh, still valid that that is the end of 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 a two state solution what do you mean in the israeli consensus settlement is in the israeli consensus does it make it Uh, 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 legal does it make in uh, making it accepted internationally does that mean the Palestinians should coexist with it no okay okay Ram, let's the, move to you the, the, the real issue here is that you know Netanyahu is not so stupid he will not annex uh, Judea and Samaria entirely and it will move forward with you know annexing the formally uh, certain uh, neighborhood of Jerusalem uh, Maledomim uh, Modi'in elite uh, all kind of settlements very close to the green line uh, things which are in the midst of the Israeli consensus like a Gush Etzion Uh, so and, and that's the way he will explain the rest of the world that's all right you know we did what we uh, what, what, what is reasonable what was accepted by the Palestinians in former uh, negotiations and what was uh, heavily accepted by President Trump according to his uh, future plan so um, I will say uh, that no matter how we look at the, at the subject, uh, let's say that Netanyahu he, he is serious, he will do it in a, in a way or in a manner of crawling uh, annexation. I think, I think we, we all agree to this, but I do want to let uh, uh, transition to uh, Ram Ben Barak first and we'll get back to both of you in, in a moment. Uh, thank you, Aida Ram, to you, please. Okay. <laughs> 
Well, we are going to, it's, very, it's going to be very difficult in the opposition. Uh, first, we have the opposition very wild, this uh, right hand and this uh, left hand, uh, this Yair uh, uh, in one hand and, uh, and uh, Bennett in the other hand. It will not be easy. Uh, Netanyahu uh, said, and Benny Gantz has agreed, that uh, if there will be an extension, it will go to the Knesset, and in the Knesset they, they, they can pass everything they want, because there is a minority for, for, this, uh, for this move. Uh, and if you ask me, and I believe if you ask Yair uh, too, uh, we think that, uh, that in agreement, in a total agreement, We all think that uh, the, uh, the Jordan Valley must stay in Israeli, in Israeli hands because of the security of Israel. I, because... I, I have to say that I do not think the same. Let's, okay. let's, let's wait I, with the argument in a moment. I think, <laughs> I think that, I think that, uh, that uh, in, in any agreement that it will be in the future, the Jordan Valley must stay in Israeli hands because I think that uh, the border of Israel uh, Of Israel, uh, the east border of Israel must, uh, must be the Jordan Valley. And I think it's good to Israel. It's very, it's very important to Israel. And I think that it's good to the Palestinian state that will be in the end of the process. There will be, I hope, a Palestinian uh, state because uh, we, cannot allow, we cannot allow ourselves to be, to be open to the... To the East, uh, East Muslim world that uh, Jordan and Iraq and, uh, and Syria and everything and Iran in the end that, uh, that, that uh, I think that if we will leave this, uh, this border it's only a matter of time that this Palestinian state will be a terror state and because, and because of that uh, I think that in, a, in an agreement we need to stay to stay there but It must be in agreement. You can't do it uh, uh, on, on one side. Look, the, the, to, to make an agreement between Israel and the United States about uh, a, a Palestinian territory, what happens if there will be a democratic president in uh, one here? He can, he can say, "I'm not agree for this." And in this case, what will happen? It's not a really any station. It's, it's, it's something that they, It's something between we Trump and Netanyahu. Because of that, I don't believe in this, in this kind of paper. I think that we have to stay there. I think we have to establish our settlement in the Jordan Valley. I said in the Jordan Valley, not in the West Bank. I'm not agreed to the settlement in the West Bank. But in Jordan Valley, yes. We, but we have to, to achieve an agreement with the Palestinian. And in the agreement, We have to, to keep the total value to, to us. It's important to the Israeli uh, security. It's important to the Palestinian security too. This is uh, my opinion. No, but I, I want to follow up because I think both your uh, fellow panelists here and uh, Knesset members um, not necessarily agreeing with you. If the Jordan Valley is... Uh, You know you need it as a security interest, right? Uh, previous negotiations spoke about Israel holding on to the Jordan Valley as part of an agreement for 25 years, for 50 years, some have spoken about 100 years. But why do you need settlements there? Why do you need um, I mean, if we're talking about a security presence, it's very different from having 
Israeli sovereignty because, there. And <clears throat> why, and I'm curious as to why, which Palestinian first, leadership would agree to this? First, first of all, why not? Uh, if, we, if we were such a large border, it's very important to have a community over there because it helps you to, to to hold to hold the to hold the the, the, the land there and to hold the security there. Uh, there is not a lot of uh, Palestinian in the Jordan Valley. Only I think, if I'm not wrong, uh, seventy thousand uh, Palestinians live in the Jordan Valley right now, and. Uh, and I think that it's uh, very important for Israel to to have this. It, it, it's a road to Jerusalem. It's a road to the to the Yamamela, to the Dead Sea. Uh, and uh, and I think uh, it, it it doesn't hurt anyone every anyone that we have a community over there. I don't I don't call the the villages in the Jordan Valley. I don't call them a settlement. I call them uh, villages. I call them community. And I don't think that they, they disturb uh, anything. I think they, they keep they keep the stability. Stability. They, they have to secure the, the border, and, uh, and I don't see any problem with this. But in a, in agreement, maybe we need to give uh, something in some uh, somewhere else. It's uh, but in an agreement, I think that we need to stay there. Um, I do want, want to remind people that you can type in your questions in the chat. I have a few, um, I have a few follow-up questions. I'm, it's, it's, it's interesting that even on your side, even I think to an American audience, it's quite strange, right? There's a, there's a, there's a government that's quite uniform in its approach, and then there's an opposition that is very heterogenic and thinks very differently on this issue. And even here, I'm sensing disagreement between all of you. Um, I, I think that you wanted to respond to what Ram said, so please go ahead. And then, Yair, I do want to go back to you on the the public campaign and what can be done between now and July 1st, if this is a real date. Um, and I do have one question for all of you as an Israeli citizen who's voted in the last three elections since I moved back here. I feel that all last three rounds of elections were about to be B or not to be B. No one spoke about the, the two-state solution, about ties with the Palestinians. You had all the right, you had promises on annexation, but I don't think I've heard your party speak about it. And all of a sudden I'm here, and I'm hearing about a caucus well, now and a public campaign. And to me as a citizen, where were you <laughs> on this? Um, so I, I'm, I put a lot on your plate, let's start with that. Well, I would like uh, first to start with the fact that uh, exactly what, uh, what you've seen uh, reflects why there was and still a political, this is the political crisis that exists in Israel. The political crisis is that nobody put a real alternative program or agenda to what Netanyahu was leading in the last three uh, 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 elections, except us, I believe. Everybody was talking about corruption. Everybody was talking about anything except Bibi. Every, everybody was talking about we cannot have a prime minister who is uh, uh, who, who has charges against him. As if, if, if you take out 
the charges, everything is good about the rent. Netanyahu was giving the people a vision of Israel, greater Israel, a vision of annexation, a vision of continuous occupation, a vision of an endless, insecure situation for the citizens. And nobody was telling the people we have an alternative from the other political forces that were existing at that point and leading. And that's why Gantz ended up crawling into Netanyahu's government because the minute he broke the idea of I cannot move him and he is going to be the prime minister, if you cannot beat him, then join him. That was the idea, I think, that brought him. It shows also, again, that uh, uh, we will have a very challenging times and difficulties because we are not agreeing, at least on the issue of annexation. You have seen this. I mean, maybe Yair Gulan and me are more close in the idea of how bad the idea of annexation and that it is going to ruin any opportunity for a real political agreement. While Ram is saying, and Ram is not representing himself only, but let's say the largest uh, uh, party in the opposition now, who is saying that uh, annexation, but with the agreement of the Palestinians. Come on, you know very, very well, it's not going to happen. This is the way occupiers think that, why not? If we can do it, why not to do it? If it is a security issue, I am not a person who, are, who is coming from militaristic approach or someone who is believing that this is the way to secure, uh, secure the citizens. Israel has been holding this way of thinking, of bringing security in such a way for 72 years, and we are only seeing deterioration of the capability of military forces to secure the citizens. The only thing that can bring security to the Israeli citizens is to stop the occupation and to have a real political agreement, not a forced political agreement on the other side because they are under occupation. I think we are very clear. We are going to fight against this annexation. But you have, but you have, to, but you have to see the reality. The reality is... I am seeing reality the reality, is, and I have a vision. Is, look, I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that the agreement with the Palestinian is necessary to Israel as well as to the Palestinian. I'm sure that the peace agreement and the Palestinian state, I'm sure will be in the end and it's a good to the Palestinian. What do you it's mean good, in the it's end? Good to, it's good I to mean Israel. while but, nothing but, is but, left ground. But, 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 you, you, you can't uh, close your eyes and don't see the reality around the world. The reality is that there is a lot of extreme Islam group and you, uh, groups. They're very, to, they're, look what sorry, in Gaza. sorry, look what sorry, in I'm, I'm, uh, I have everywhere. to finish my idea. Just a minute, Ram. I, I, I listened carefully to what you say, and I want to finish my uh, idea. This is the Go problem. Ahead. You are talking about the situation. 
situation eventually okay. in the end there will be a palestinian state you are not am i the only one who lost Ida? No, no, no. Oh, she's on mute. Okay. I'm really sorry. It was a phone call. Uh, um, I, I'm. What I was saying is that if you continue to hope that eventually there will be a political agreement, there won't be any land left for a viable state. What you mean when you say a political agreement for a Palestinian state? The state you are talking about is going to be enclaves, it's going to be cantons if you continue. And the other thing that I'm really astonished about is that you are talking about villages in the Jordanian Valley. The Jordanian Valley is a Palestinian territory occupied in 1967. If you want to be internationally uh, respected, and internationally uh, 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 recognized, you have to recognize the fact that you are violating the international law by building settlements in these areas, by taking the land that do not belong to Israel. You are co-oping and you are cooperating with the Netanyahu's plant without paying attention or in intention. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm so. I, we, you, I told the IPF we need two hours of discussion at least. Um, I yeah, know, but I'm I just wanted to add one sentence. Uh, we are planning a big demonstration on the 6th of June uh, to commemorate the 5th of June, and we are tending here invitation to everybody we want to cooperate with everybody who believes that annexation is going to bury any possibility for me. I, I, I do want to um, let Ram respond to Aida. If you can do this really quickly in two minutes, because I want to get to Yair, who has to leave in six minutes. <laughs> and then we'll go back to both of you because I have some questions from the audience. So let's do this. So Ram, really two minutes to that response to Aida. And I hope I hope that uh, the agreement with the Palestinian will be soon and not uh, later. I believe it's uh, possible, and uh, and uh, I agree with you that uh, uh, we take this uh, uh, land in '67. Uh, this is a this is a fact. You cannot uh, argue about this. But I think that if you the, the things are changed, and if if uh, both sides will come with a good willing we can uh, reach an agreement that everyone, not, not everyone get what he want, but everyone get enough to, to continue from here, from, from here to, to, to the future. If, uh, if, uh, if, if you will start now with the Jordan Valley, and then you will, uh, you will talk about Jerusalem, all, all Jerusalem, with the, with the Kotel inside, with everything, we will never reach an agreement. And I really want, I really want to have an agreement with the Palestinian. It's good to us, it's good to the Palestinian, but we need to, to, to uh, speak without, uh, without uh, uh, say, we are not agreed to this, we are not agreed to this. This is, a, this is a red line. No, there is no red line. There is a, a good willing that we need to, to come and sit and to reach an, an agreement 
an agreement that uh, both sides can live uh, uh, safe and honest. And believe me, most of the settlement, if you ask me, are, cannot uh, cannot uh, stay in the place that they are now. They are now, but there are some that will stay. For example, Gush Etzion and uh, etc. If you say no, 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 nothing will happen. Thank you, Ram. And I, I, I do just like a very quick follow-up on this because it seems that even though you have disagreements about the, the past and what needs to happen, you are all pro, you are all against Ram, including you, right? You're against unilateral uh, legislated annexation, not as part of an agreement. Of you course. are. So then of I course. want to turn it back to Yael, who is proposing a constructive... I even, I even, I even go to, to, the, to, to be with her on the first of uh, June. So, so, so Yael, what is your plan? Because you, you don't have a lot of time. If this is a really credible threat, and we talk about July 1st as a... a, a I, I would like to say few, few, uh, uh, five short points. First of, first of all, I enter politics because I want to prevent annexation. This is the main goal uh, for, you know, joining the, the political arena. Uh, second point, uh, unilateral measures should be kept to security measures solely. Uh, there is no other reason to do anything unilaterally. Third point, uh, the annexation should be the consequence of an agreement, bilateral or multilateral agreement alone. Uh, fourth point, um, there is no significant uh, importance of the Jordan Valley from a security point of view. If we want to keep the security of Israel, all it's needed is a special um, security regime in the Jordan Valley, and that could be implemented uh, while cooperating with the Palestinians, with the Jordanians, and maybe with international forces. Uh, I think this is the much more construct cons constructive uh, solution to the problem of, uh, of uh, the Jordan Valley. And the fifth point that... Um, from, from security point of view, the ridge, uh, the ridge of Samaria is much more important than the Jordan Valley. And there we should have some sort of early warning measures in order to detect uh, mainly cruise missiles from Iran, which is right now the main threat to Israel. Um, I would like to say a few other things. Uh, we need to remember that the Jordan Valley is 30% of the land uh, of Judea and Samaria, and it's about 60% of the free land for building for the Palestinians. So if you want to ruin any chance for future agreement with the Palestinians, the best recipe for that is to annex the Jordan Valley. So it's totally unacceptable from my perspective. Uh, I want to tell you that I work hard with the commanders for the security of Israel in the last uh, year and a half. And I think we can explain today why from security perspective and also from economical perspective, uh, it's wrong to annex Judea and Samaria. 
and why annexing just the Jordan Valley is nothing more than a cover for a full annexation. There is no way that, uh, well, you know, even if you don't count the Palestinians very much seriously, there is no way that the Palestinians will accept this principle of very large annexation without, uh, you know, without saying nothing while staying uh, quietly at home and just accepting, you know, the unilateral measure of uh, annexation. It's a, it, it's, it's a wrong assumption, and therefore we need to work hard, hard to prevent this annexation. Yes, what is it done? Well, we need to work hard with the public. We need to work hard, hard with any politician. Uh, we need to work, you know, in the public arena. There's no other way. Um, I'm sure that internationally there will be a strong opposition to annexation. And right now we see the reaction of Europe, of the European Union, which is totally negative. I don't like to take, you know, uh, internal problems of Israel and put them in the international arena. It's also wrong. So I would say that um, I don't see any positive um, aspect of annexation, just negative one. And um, I think it's not because we do something which is against the the the, the, the well-being of the Palestinians is just very, very bad to the well-being of Israelis. Um, thank I, you, I Yair. Completely, uh, completely agree with you. Sorry, I, 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 have to, I, I have to leave now, so thank you thank very you, much. And, uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your constructive ideas and optimism going forward. And we, you know, you, you, thank, you. thank you for the plug for uh, CIS, our partner. Good Thank night. You. Thank you very much. Um, I have a hundred more questions, really, but um, and also, but I, it's not fair. There are some people in the audience that are waiting patiently. If that's okay, I'll direct a few questions. Um, one of them is for Ram. It's for you. Um, it's a question by uh, Isaac Hasson. Hi, Isaac. Um, he's one of our IPF Atid leaders in San Francisco, and. Alex is saying that he would have preferred that Gantz not join this government, but he understands why he did. With that being said, this is Alex uh, Isaac's writing, I'm very concerned that if there's another election within the next year or two and the centrist parties are fractured and the left remains weak, you will hand re-election to Netanyahu, potentially with a majority that supports immunity. Do you see any prospect of mending fences with Gantz and Ashkenazi? Well, uh, in election, uh, you always know how you start, you never know how you end. Uh, it, uh, it's a possibility, but uh, we have to, to believe in uh, what we believe. And uh, we think that the policy of Netanyahu, that uh, the unitary annexation is only one part of his uh, damage uh, policy, and we need to stop him. Right now, it's, uh, it's, we, we almost succeed. I believe that in uh, one year or two years from now, more and more people in Israel will understand that this is not the right way. And I believe that in the end of the day, the center left in Israel will be a, a, 
large than the, the alternative to the, to, to the right. I think that the, I, I think that the, the Israeli Arab uh, are, uh, are, uh, are much more involved today, uh, and I'm very happy about that. And I think they are uh, much more effective to uh, on the Israeli politics. And I, I think that uh, I hope that they will uh, change a bit. Uh, that it will be much uh, easier to, to 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 do with them more than we do today. Uh, but I think it uh, will happen. I'm optimistic. And uh, in the end of the day, there is a uh, nine million uh, citizens in Israel. Jewish and Arabs, and at the moment that uh, we will have uh, together more than 50% that vote again with the center left, we will, uh, we will, uh, we can have the opportunity to change the regime, and I believe it will happen one day. So that, that thank you, and this is a good segue for um, my question to Ida. That is a combination of my question and another question from the audience. Ida, you represent the joint list. It's now the largest faction in the opposition, but the leader of the opposition is not from your party. And what do you see as being the role of your party, the joint list in the opposition, and specifically in the campaign against annexation? And Michael Gross is asking uh, on top, if, if the joint list, um, do you have a, an alternative peace plan that could be the basis for negotiation that the PA would accept now? Okay. Um, first of all, speaking about I, this alternative that you 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 spoke about the need for alternatives. So, what is the alternative? Well, the alternative is a very easy alternative that has been on the table for many years. Even to start with the Arab initiative, that can be something. Uh, uh, we our our uh, uh, plan is uh, first of all negotiations that can uh, uh, be leading to a real establishment of a Palestinian state on the borders of 1967. I think that uh, if, if there is a need to a uh, uh, very slight uh, uh, exchange of, of, uh, of land, not a population uh, like it uh, was suggested uh, in the negotiations and agreed upon if it will be agreed upon with the palestinians that's up we are not the one who will be holding the negotiation with the state of israel but we believe without establishment of a palestinian state on the borders of 1967 Fourth uh, uh, of July, nineteen sixty-seven, with Jerusalem, East Jerusalem, as its capital. I don't believe that there will be a real peace that can uh, come. Now, how we see ourselves in the opposition? And I heard Ram. He he, he said, uh, "I wish they can change a little bit so that we can uh, uh, work uh, more with the uh, joint list." I think the joint list has uh, 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 gone very far in the last election when we uh, gave our recommendation uh, for Gantz. Although we know we were not sure, we were a little bit, I have to tell you, we, we were cautious because we were not believing that he will go very far with that recommendation. We saw how he is hesitating. We saw that he is not 
really putting an alternative to what is happening in the, in in Israel and it turned out that it was true but our main goal was to really try to stop Netanyahu and not to give him any opportunity to continue to be a prime minister this is what led our work at least we are very clear with our targets we are very clear with our agenda we say it very clearly we say that the continuous uh, uh, rule of netanyahu is very dangerous not only for the palestinians but mainly for the israelis themselves for the jewish and palestinian israelis i think that we are very clear with our opinion those who are sitting in the middle in the center in the uh, 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 situation where uh, uh, they are not very clear with their opinion those who have to reevaluate it's not by chance that we were the only political power who is sitting today in the a, a opposition that raised its power in in, uh, in the last election uh, and we were the two candidates that the two uh, uh, seats that we gained were the main difference between Netanyahu and the prime minister position if that was the gap the two uh, seats so I believe that uh, uh, we need to be to continue this policy, this politics of a real fighting opposition, a clear with its agenda, with creating an alternative. Last election, we managed to have uh, uh, more than ever Jewish voters voting for us. If elections are going to happen. Today, I believe more Jewish uh, citizens will be voting for the uh, uh, joint list because they are looking for a clear voice. They are looking for a clear vision. They are looking for a political home that is willing to do the fight. And the joint list is doing that and will continue to do it. I believe that with the new a parliamentarian situation that was created with this government our work in the parliament will be very very difficult it need to be used mainly as a stage where we can talk to the public israeli public opinion through that but our work should be mainly out there publicly with the different groups trying to organize a real opposition coming from down up so that it can change the situation because up in the parliament it is going to be very difficult to influence any process thank you um we just uh, we are almost at the top of the hour i want to go to ram for, a, for with with a question because you know, in a sense, we're talking about annexation, but Israel is its, its worst economic crisis. There's a global pandemic out there. Um, is the subject of annexation, is it, is it really what's critical now? And sort of the flip side of this, we've seen the uh, really close coordination between Israel and the Palestinian, the Palestinian Authority on one side, and I 
we can talk about Hamas, it's indirect, but uh, the Israeli coordination with the Palestinians. And I think this, you know, COVID-19 really illustrated to Israelis, including on the right, the need to have a partner on the other side, someone who can manage. How, what is in... We're talking about annexation on one hand. On the other hand, the Israeli government gives a loan, a loan that the Palestinians would never be able to repay of 800 million shekels to save the PA. What what can be done on the Israeli side now, short of actual peace negotiations, which I don't think this government is going for, to uh, support the stability of the PA, support the stability of the Palestinian economy? Um, and of course, annexation is unhelpful, but what other steps can be made? And I think, Ida, I'll have another question for you uh, in a moment. If I understand the question uh, correctly, I'm not sure, but uh, <clears throat> look, I think that uh, annexation is serving uh, two people now. It's serving it serves, uh, Netanyahu and the uh, people from the right wing of uh, Israel. And it's uh, serving uh, President Trump that they want to win the election in the United States. I don't. I think that this uh, the administration now, in this uh, period of time, is very bad for Israel. It's very bad to the economy of Israel, especially in this uh, period of time, because uh, I believe that there will be some sanction from Europe, etc. Uh, the, the economic situation is uh, really very uh, bad. But if you allow me, I will want. I want to add something about uh, what my colleague uh, say about uh, about the conflict uh, here that we are uh, sharing. We we don't have a lot of argue uh, between us because uh, I also think that uh, the solution between the Israeli and the Palestinian is very important on uh, both sides. But I expect uh, when I say that I hope that the uh, the joint party will uh, change a bit. It, it, it needs to change, from my point of, the, of view, that uh, to, to speak as an Israeli citizen, to speak about the conflict as an Arab, as a, as a, with, with a feeling and everything, it's fine, but from the, from the place of Israeli citizen. Because I don't see anything different between my citizenship and uh, and uh, Truma citizenship, I think that uh, we we, are, we both Israeli citizen citizen, and and we and, we, and uh, I want uh, to have uh, the same equal. I want that she will feel here like I feel here, but I want her to understand that Israel is a, is a, is a national Jewish state. It's, it's established this way. It's not established as something else. But in this uh, Jewish state, we must to see that everyone is equal. If we will uh, achieve this, we can we can uh, we can uh, continue from here. But what what I'm feeling, I'm feeling that that she's not feeling like uh, like I want her to feel. But of course, it's uh, it's right. I don't say I don't I don't I don't want to tell you what to feel. You feel uh, whatever you like. But but uh, in one one. I can't. I, I don't see. I don't find the word to explain it. When I want, when when I, I want the, the the Arab Arab citizen and most Arab citizen, she said that a lot of Jewish uh, uh, vote for for her party, and it's true. But much more uh, Arab vote for uh, for a Jewish party, and this is this is good things for for uh, yes. 
Are you saying no? Yes. <laughs> more, more Arab, more, more Arab uh, vote for a Jewish party than uh, Israel. And this is good. I want that the Jewish will uh, vote to her, and I want Arab vote for us. And uh, I want that everyone feel, uh, everyone, everyone feel uh, Israeli, and everyone feel about Israel interest, and everyone wants that Israel will be strong because we are not in a, we are, we don't live in a, in a, in a. a in Switzerland, we, have, we, live in a, we live in a very tough uh, area, and we cannot close our eyes and say, we are not. Yes, we are. We live in a very tough area, and we need to be strong, and we need to think about our security. And yes, we and need to... And you are do... contributing to make it even tougher by continuing occupation. The occupation is bad for Israel. I'm not I arguing with you. I agree. I agree with you. I am against the occupation. I think that the Israel lose lose a lot when we when we are we are sitting over there. I think that the, that the, I think. And by the way, Kohlavan was saying, uh, talk about it. We need to separate from the Palestinian. We need to be the Palestinian state. If there will be something. In the other side, that they need, they, they, they can be a partner for that. We have to see that there is a partner for that, and we have to 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 do that because it's good for them, it's good for us. I don't want want this occupation. It's damage us more than uh, the, more than we think and more than we admit. But it's uh, very uh, very difficult. Anyway, we are now on the same side on the position, and we will uh, continue and we will work together on the thing that we agree about. You know, if if um, you bring up really interesting points, because of course there's no denial, and I think Ida does not deny it that is, Israel is in a tough neighborhood. Um, the question is, you know, this talk about annexation and Israel's steps and the continued conflict, uh, it does uh, jeopardize. Uh, Jordan's stability. So it's not just the Jordan Valley, right? Jordan's stability. And if you talk about a buffer between Israel and Iran, it is Jordan. And plus undermining all those back channels that Israel with, uh, you would call them the pragmatic Arab Sunni states, uh, they're not going to get improved uh, if Israel pursues these steps forward, right? So Ida's point about Israel contributing to the instability of the region um, Cannot I think be, you I know, agree. be dismissed? I agree. I, I I think I think the the expansion expansion is very bad. It's very bad. Yeah. Very bad for Israel, and uh, and, and I will do all, all I can that, that that it will not happen. We say Kuma, we say Golan, we say. I, I'm going to get back to you in one second. There is a question for you because you did mention before that as Israel is part of an agreement remains in, this Jordan, in the Jordan Valley, it should have settlements there. We have, we have a question here that I think uh, I'm curious if you can provide. It's a long question. We want a short answer saying the settlements in, uh, on the Golan in 1973 provided no security from invasion. Those in the West Bank and formerly in Gaza were soft targets for terrorism and drew heavily on IDF's resources to guard them. So if we're thinking that there could be a failed Palestinian state, right, why should we risk civilians instead of having a strong and legitimate state with a security partnership with Israel and, and, and have some sort of like the Philadelphia corridor between Israel and Egypt? What is the need to have civilians there? I, the, the security rationale is you as a security expert. 
Look, I, 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 I admit and I agree that the, the Jordan Valley is a Palestinian, uh, Palestinian uh, ter- ter- territory. But I think that, uh, that because what we saw in uh, Gaza, because, because we understand what is the meaning of the Arab world that it, uh, it, uh, that, uh, from the east of, uh, of uh, Jordan, uh, because because we know what is happened there, we understand that it's it is not something that uh, we can say. Okay, let's see. Maybe it will be okay. It's very important for our uh, security, and we in an agreement we can find a way to see that everyone will be pleased in the end. It's not. If, look, this is one issue. The 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 Jordan Valley. What about Jerusalem? If you ask uh, too much, you say, no, all Jerusalem belongs to the Palestinians. Uh, that's right. I, 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 you agree with me? So now we want uh, that we will, uh, we will uh, bring uh, all Jerusalem back to the Palestinians. No, we have, to, we have to see how we can solve the problem. The problem is difficult, but we need to solve it. We need to solve it by, by talking and by agreement and uh, to agree about it. But anyway... I have to go too. So no, we appreciate no, it. We are I have final Ram, words and we'll, we'll wrap up. Ram, can you stay for two minutes? Yes, for you, for you, even five minutes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's just because you mentioned how I feel and how I speak, and wish you wish that I can feel more Israeli. I uh, first of all, I think when we are talking, uh, um, I don't know why when when Arabs are talking immediately there are feelings involved. We are talking politics, and I'm bringing here a political vision more than any of the feelings. Feelings I can speak about them later, but if you are talking about the uh, 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 speaking as an Israeli is by adopting the mainstream discourse that exists in Israel, I think uh, uh, you I think you are you are the one who don't want to see the reality. Israel for 72 years, the different governments of Israel have been telling by practice and by policies the Palestinian citizens of Israel every day that we are not equal citizens. And now it's also by law that we are not equal citizens. And then we are demanding to, to behave as a full Israeli. You're referring to the national state bill, I'm just saying for the yes, audience. Yes, of course, yes, of course we need yes. to change it. What? She knows that I agree. That I, we need to I, change it. You're saying that you need to change it. Yeah, you want to change it, I want to cancel it. Um, there's the I agree to cancel it. I don't see anything can prepare what is written there. But anyway, I believe that we've been uh, uh, pushed away, we've been uh, uh, marginalized, we've been told and, and dealt with as not equal citizens for 72 years. And we've been insisting, in my opinion, the fact that till today, we are voting, we are doing politics, we are insisting for equal rights, meaning we are trying to behave as equal citizens. It's not us. 
who are, are not talking. But what you want to hear is more me adopting the mainstream Israeli, but not Israeli even, Zionist discourse. This is not going to happen ever, I'm promising you. This is not I going will, to happen. We will, we, I will will continue, continue. we will continue in the Knesset. Right, <laughs> you have time yeah, in, the is, is in the cafeteria. Right, now when, um, when it is reopened, we can have uh, coffee. Right. I, I, um, I want to thank you both and Yael who had to leave early for a fascinating discussion. We haven't spoken about the Haredi parties having as much economic power as both big parties, how it affects the, you know, continuing integration of the sector that you um, represent, Ida, into the economy and society and what does it mean for other Israelis uh, that are facing this uh, economic crisis. We will just have to do it again. Um, I'd like to hand it back to Israel Policy Forum Board uh, Chair Susie Gelman, uh, who joined us late for some closing remarks. Hi, Susie. Thank you both. And thank you so much to everybody who was on the call. Sorry I got to it late, but I will listen to the recording later. I wanna thank all of our supporters on this call. Our work depends on your generous backing. So once again, if you've not done so already, please make a contribution at www.israelpolicyforum.org forward slash giving. Your support makes these webinars and all of our educational programs and resources possible. Please stay tuned as we announce our upcoming speakers for this series on our Israel Policy Hub website, which is at www.israelpolicyforum.org forward slash hub. As noted, a recording of today's program will be posted to the Israel Policy Hub website. I hope we'll see you again next Tuesday, May 26th at the usual time, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, for the next installment in our Annexation Watch briefing series. For that program, we'll be joined by PLO Ambassador to the UK and former PLO Ambassador to the United States, Hussam Zomlot, for a look at the Palestinian perspective on annexation. The link to register for that program is ipf.li forward slash lowercase May 26, May 26. So remember, if it's Tuesday, it's an IPF webinar. Thank you all again for joining us and be well.